2: Hey you guys, and welcome to the Steel Wars Call-In Show. I am Comedian Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. And over the next 90 minutes or so, we'll be talking the week's Star Wars news. With you and our guest, Kevin Rubio, who, of course, is uh, the man behind the awesome, the, the iconic Troops fan film and tag and bink comic series which has had an exciting bit of news about it in recent times uh, but before we get to Kevin and your calls and of course if you're listening live you can call in the number is 646-668-8360 uh, the number if you're live streaming it should be above where you're listening to right now but it's 646 668 8-3-6-0. If you are out of America, you're probably best to use Skype, depending on your phone plan. And to do that, just add a plus one or set it to your calling to America. And it will just come through like a normal call. And as we do every week, we keep the first 45 to 50 minutes on the iTunes feed. And then we go into bonus time for our Patreon supporters and for those listening live. And we've had an exciting week on the Patreon. We had a new show debut called The Robbo Report. And uh, frequent listeners to the call-in show would know Robbo with his very intricate nitpicking of the Star Wars universe. So I decided to let him nitpick with me every couple of weeks for an hour and he went deep, you guys. His his first episode was Ten Things That Suck About The Empire Strikes Back. And he's currently getting a lot of heat on Twitter for several of his calls the one that i'm enjoying at the moment is one of his things that he didn't like was why would you ride a tauntaun out to try find luke skywalker when you could just get a speeder and i was like well you you know policemen ride horses still and he's like no they don't and then he's been inundated with people tweeting him reports of people around the world being searched for by police on mounted horses. So uh, it is a wild ride, the Robbo Report. We've also got a few new Q&As up. And if you're in the LA area, you are attending LA Comic Con, I will be doing a panel with Chris Gore this Saturday at 1 p.m. at LA Comic Con, or whatever it's called this year. And it is another dysfunctional Skywalker family panel. So there'll be a group of Star Wars experts and comedians talking about that dysfunctional Skywalker family. But before we get to your calls, let us welcome our returning guest. Uh, he's done a, a Steel Wars interview. He's appeared on The Colin Show a couple of times, and he also once helped me work out how a tripod worked, which was very special for me as a fan of his fan film work. Welcome back to the show, Kevin Rubio. How are you doing, buddy? Doing good. How are you doing? I am very well. I it, It's funny... You know, because I watched Troops in, in, in the late 90s, and I, I thought yeah. it was awesome, and I never thought the creator of that movie would be teaching me how to extend a tripod in the year 2017, <laughs> but you showed me how to do it, and now my tripoding has been, it, it's been better ever since, Kevin, I have to say.
3: Well, I'm, I'm happy to help. I
2: I, I didn't know it extended out I bought this new tripod you guys and I didn't know it had extra little legs and I had it standing on a chair and Kevin's just like why don't you just extend it out a little bit more and I'm just like well that's why you're a professional in the game now um, it has been a uh, a you know, it's never a dull moment in uh, Star Wars news. We just had a new Last Jedi behind-the-scenes video come out. Did you catch that one, Kevin?
3: I did indeed. In fact, I was I was very pleased that um, uh, Ryan Johnson uses the same terminology as I do because he said "holy crap" a lot. So I was
2: like, oh yay, okay,
3: <laughs> something in common. <laughs>
2: Well, you you you've both contributed to the Star Wars universe as well, well apart from though.
3: that. It's just, just, just a little bit. Orgs.
2: Oh. Yeah. Well, he yeah. cheated. He saw birds, you know. Anyone can see a bird and just say that's a space bird. That's that's pretty easy, I think. We've got uh, I'm just checking this out on makingstarwars.net. The the new range of uh, Hasbro Force Link figures have hit retail and I'm not sure if you're across these, but they're they're like the old Comlink figures from uh oh. Phantom Menace. And you've got this little like wristband talker thing and when you hold it by the figure, it talks. Oh, yeah, I I
3: I have seen that on a couple of the commercials.
2: Okay. And so we've got a few new ones. this, this I this one Particularly sh- struck my fancy. This is from DJ, the very mysterious character DJ. One of his sayings. He's got five things, but one of them is "Oh for Hut's sake." So that's a it's a, it's a cool <laughs> new curse word in the Star
3: Wars universe. I, I I will have to add that to the lexicon.
2: Yeah, you might you might um you know get rid of this you know holy crap business. Oh, for Hut's sake. I, I I wonder if they will catch on the same way Wizard caught on in 1999. Hashtag, hashtag
3: oh, oh, for Hut's sake. <laughs>
2: I love it. I love it. What are the Luke Skywalker ones?
3: Luke's is probably, this is not going to go the way you, you think. Or something like that.
2: I wish that was one of them. I love that. The, the yeah. stuff, like, that's my line out of the trailer. Just, I love the way it. I just love the way he he delivers it. Who who do you think he's saying that to?
3: I don't know, but I thought I think he I think he means that the uh, the Last Jedi is actually going to be a musical.
2: <laughs> well, that would be uh, that would shock me. Although yeah. I at would, least
3: that's, that's how I interpret that line.
2: I would like to see the Pogs sing, like those little characters from um, It's a Small World at Disney.
3: Yeah, I was I was you know people are you know, constantly on uh, social media asking what, what movie do you want to see next? And they, they cite, you know, Kenobi or Maul or Yoda or that. And personally I want to see a action adventure with Chewbacca and a Porg like smugglers run two.
2: I think you might get a little preview of that in, in the last Jedi. Well,
3: I did, I did, I did, before Dark Horse lost the license, I did pitch a, uh, a six-part spy thriller called Our man Chewbacca*, which took him from the Clone Wars all the way up to uh, *A New Hope*, and uh, that he was like one of the, the best underground secret agents that the, uh, the that the uh, the Empire or not the Empire that the Rebellion ever had.
2: Ooh, and, and what sort of adventures did he go what sort of uh intrigue did he get up to? It was
3: it was it was basically a James Bond, our man flint kind of an adventure.
2: Did he say the line Barker, chew barker?
3: Yeah. Well yeah, because well, he could actually talk. The the growling was just a ruse. <laughs>
2: That's like yeah. Kaiser Solfe Sol- in The Usual Suspects yeah. and that limp. Yeah,
3: and, and Solo was just a ruse.
2: Yeah. What do you mean Solo it was just a ruse?
3: Well, in other words, that you know, as as far as as far as him winning the Millennium Falcons fair and square, Chewbacca rigged the game because he needed a ship that could infiltrate uh, behind enemy lines.
2: Ooh, love it, love it. Now. You, a couple of weeks ago, got some very exciting news by way of, yeah. and, and this is how everyone should get exciting news, Twitter. That's, that's how you get it. But um, <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's how I want
3: to find out about everything that's going on in my life, is
2: reading it on Twitter.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's how you found out what time you'd be live in New Zealand, you were telling me. So that, that's very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Howard. Director of yep. Solo, uh, a Star Wars story, tweeted out a photo with John Kasdan, dressed in imperial garb, with Toby Hefferman, who I'm not that familiar with. but He is with- the
3: first assistant director. He's the first assistant director for Solo. He was the first assistant director for Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And as I understand it, I think his sister is an actress in England.
2: Oh, okay, very nice. So the assistant director, that's that's the yes. safe spot. That's the safe spot yeah. in uh, in Star Wars directing. Assist, assist. And they tweeted out, Tag and Bink was, was the caption, and the implication is that your comic book characters that you created for Dark Horse Comics are now going to be in some way a, a can cameo. What was what was that morning like for you, Kevin?
3: Well, it was it was it was one of, of shock initially because I was going, "Oh, he's got to be kidding." And uh, just in my in my zeal, I I retweeted out the the message, you know, "Holy crap, Ron Howard just made my characters canon," not really knowing if if they were or not. And then uh, about I think about five minutes later, uh, John Kasdan confirmed it, which was which was awesome. He uh, he said he was a he was a fan, which uh, delighted me to
2: no end and
3: uh so yeah, pretty cool
2: well, I have to correct you there
3: oh.
2: he he didn't he didn't say he was a fan, he said he was a huge fan
3: <laughs>
2: so you're being you've been being a bit modest with this but um
3: I, for, for I, those that are forgetful. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, for those that maybe haven't read the Dark Horse comics, give the sort of the the conceit to what Tag and Bink get up to in the Star Wars universe. Uh,
3: the conceit is that they are two rebel officers who are constantly just out of frame and in some cases in frame, kind of responsible for all of the mishaps and uh, plot holes uh, of Star Wars. Uh, in the trilogy, in both trilogies, uh, uh, four, five, and six, and one, two, and three.
0: So how do they?
2: I, I haven't read the the prequel ones. How do they? How do they? Yeah. Like, how do they go back? Are they? Is it just like, are they younger then, or is it just like, just deal with it? There's no timeline. Just enjoy the adventure.
3: Oh no, they're younger. They're they are they are ten years old. Uh, I figure <laughs> I, I figure that they are roughly the age of Han Solo. Uh, gotcha. And so they're Padawans. They're they're about you know seven and eight years old uh, during the time of the Clone Wars. So Episode Two, and uh, what they they are responsible for erasing the Rishi Maze uh, files when uh, they were studying to pass a test. Uh, they actually, they accidentally downloaded a virus into the Jedi archives and rather than be caught, they jumped, they jumped ship and happened to be on the exact same transport as Anakin. And they are the ones that are, that are dulling out the lines, um, uh, uh you know, about sand and, uh, that, you know, your, your, your kiss is, uh, Was it uh, like a scar on me? Whatever. I can't remember the exact line, but they're the ones that are, that are, that are feeding Anakin those lines like Cyrano de Bergerac in order to woo Padme.
2: (laughs) Well, they did a bang up job. uh, Because I, I, after years of decrying the sand line, it's now, I love it. I, I, there's no (laughs) way I'd get rid of it. I, I just, I, it's so good. It's so it's it's brought such joy to my life. Oh, thanks. So, I guess it, it's this weird thing in in writing these Star Wars stories and stuff that now that your characters are, are back in you know the canon, you know, Tag and Bink was always sort of like a, a bit of a, a tongue in cheek sort of uh, Star Wars comic, but now they're 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 officially existing. And did you walk down? the street now with uh, an extra sense of pride that you're, you're, you're official, you're legit. Uh, I,
3: I don't think I walk any differently. It's, it's it's cool to know that they're, they're canon now because I, I know that's a very uh, select group of, of characters that have gotten the, uh, the honor to go from comic books uh, in the extended universe and have been adopted into actual canon. So it it it's just it's something that, that that uh I'm 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 very tickled about. But uh you know, I I still gotta pay two two thirty five for a small cup of coffee at Starbucks. It doesn't doesn't change my life in any big significant way.
2: <laughs> well maybe you'll get an invite to the premiere if if John is such to a fan few tickets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think my that's only fair is certainly like as as would your current podcast host co-host. Oh, okay. uh, hit, I will I will keep that in mind. But um, I I hope it doesn't make you um, have more gusto at the bar because the last time I saw you at a bar, I, I walked away um, quite surly.
3: <laughs> I'm drinking a beer right now as I as I talk with you. <laughs>
2: Oh man, now I'm jealous. I've got a coffee. There's, I, I'm in Vancouver at the moment, everyone, and I'm, I'm in an area of town where they've designated having like alcohol, like bottle shops or I don't know what you call them, like liquor stores, a uh. little bit too dangerous. So uh, you, you have to you have to walk a couple of blocks. But man, I have seen some. It is it is some of these streets are a wretched hive of scum and villainy, while other streets are beautiful. Very polite. Very uh, people are very much living up to the, uh, the the Canadian stereotype. Now, I have posed a question. I I am very fascinated with the promotion of Star Wars films, and something that I, I started talking about on Twitter the other day. that got a, a very heated response from some people. Is when should the first teaser? for the Han Solo, Solo, a Star Wars story, when should it drop? And, uh, because we're in this precarious position with, you know, two films in five months. So I find the way that um, Lucasfilm and Disney are going to promote this, I'm I'm fascinated with, you
1: -hmm. know, are
2: they going to try to separate it from the last Jedi and, and not confuse the, the mainstream audience about two films. So I'm, Got a survey. I love these little Twitter surveys you can put up now. So it's when should the first teaser for solo drop? November so far, we've got four percent with the last Jedi's release forty percent. In January, forty two percent, and February we have got fourteen percent. When when do you think the best time to start pumping up Han Solo would be, Kevin?
3: Well, the thing you have to realize is that the MPAA actually has uh, uh, guidelines as to when you can release stuff like this. And I believe a year is the earliest. And with, with Lucasfilm now being part of Disney, you have to understand that there's a larger picture to consider in that you don't want one film quashing the... Uh, the potential money-making of another and confusing it, as you said. So my guess, if if I was saying when it would drop, is probably going to be the Super Bowl. Because uh, traditionally, at least since Disney has taken over, they tend to release their uh, uh, trailers during Monday Night Football, which grabs a larger audience that normally does not follow Star Wars and say all of your listeners might. And, and doesn't hang on every word, and they want to grab the biggest audience possible. And that uh, January, I think Super Bowl was like the uh, the third or the fourth week of January. That should be more than enough time for everybody that has is going to see uh, episode eight at least once. Will have seen it already, and get them excited about the new one. So I think they're going to drop it third week of January. On the Super Bowl, yeah. where, where they will have the most eyes. I with disney Lucid Marketing, that's where I would drop it.
2: I um, definitely think in the New Year is the time to do it. I know a, a lot of fans, which I, I find curious, they, they want it to be with The Last Jedi. And it's like, aren't you going to have enough excitement that night or that week? That you need to have a trailer for another film, and from like a more you know marketing point of view from uh, Lucasfilm and Disney, you you want that mainstream you know media buzz that a new Star Wars trailer gets. You know you get that twenty four hour entertainment news cycle, and if you put it at the same time as the Last Jedi, you're not going to get you know it's all going to be about the Last Jedi and, and barely a mention of Han Solo. When, if you drop it in January when Star Wars news is dropped off, then you get that couple of days of people reporting on the solo trailer. And also, from a buzz point of view, Disney and Lucasfilm, they want people coming out of The Last Jedi talking about how good the film that you can buy tickets for now is. Exactly. And if you put, you know, like a Marvel style end credits scene in, which. I just find, come on, guys, let's, let's just let's respect the Star Wars end credits. If, if you're going to break it for anything, break it for Carrie. You know, have yeah. have like you know something commemorating like her amazing contribution to to Star Wars and to Star Wars fans. I'm but, sure
3: there will be i I'm sure there'll be a nice tribute either at the very end or at the very beginning of the of the film. And to do anything else, as you say, to do a uh, an end credit sequence breaks the format of the Star Wars movies that has been established over the last forty years. So, uh, you, you you can't be at the beck and call of the fans. That that way lies madness. You just got to do what you what, or Disney and Lucasfilm have to do what they think is right.
2: Yeah, and I. I don't know, like, to have, like, like The Last Jedi, let's hope it's such a good film that, like, we don't want something, like, we just want to go outside of the cinema straight after and talk about that. To have, like, you know, this, you know, conclusion to a film, which we hope is is breathtaking and, and keeps us talking for the next two years about Star Wars and contemplating what's going to happen in episode nine to then have that interrupted by, you know, this Han Solo film, which, you know, unlike the Marvel films, which they're sort of continuations. That's why the Marvel universe in the cinematic universe is so different to Star Wars is the Marvel universe is always pushing forward. Like they jump from different storyline, but it's, it's all forward. Whereas you know in star wars we've had you know episode 7 and then we've jumped back to episode 3.75 and now we're jumping back to episode i guess 3.5 in in the timeline if you're going to going to space it out but yeah i i definitely think you want the mainstream marketing to be focused on the last jedi and if like, even if you dropped it in November, like people that don't follow Star Wars that much, they're going to be super confused about what's going on. Yeah. Like I know people that when I, I was back in Australia last month and they were telling me several different people were talking about Rogue One on different occasions. And they said, Oh yeah, about 20 minutes into the film, I worked out where it was like the timeline. So, and, and, and that, that's another bugbear that, that crawl should have had the crawl. Yeah, should have had the crawl.
3: <laughs> well, they're trying to distinguish the 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 Star Wars stories from the the main arc. So, I mean, you know, I I don't I don't think the absence of the crawl for me personally hurt the film any. And I love I love Michael Giacchino, but I I think I didn't think the score was the was up to to snuff. And I know he only had a a limited amount of time to do it. So I try not to judge too harshly, but I, I thought the the score was more disappointing than not having the crawl, but it's hard to live up to John Williams.
2: I always, you know, I've said this many times on the show. It's, I just don't want to pass up another time to be in a star Wars premiere and have, the big star Wars logo and then the crawl, like, you know, we only get, we've only had seven of those opportunities in our lives. And, and many of us weren't old enough to take advantage of all those opportunities. So, but also just for the, you know, for that layperson that went in and, you know, half an hour into the movie, they worked out. It's like, ah, oh, this is before star Wars. And I know for people listening to this show, that's inconceivable. Like, how could people not know? But it happens. I've, I've got case studies, you guys. But, um,
3: yeah, like, if you if you if you desperately want to crawl, up, uh, uh, the Flash Gordon Blu ray and the old one is
2: <laughs> Very good. Very good. Very good. All right. Let us go to some calls and, uh, the call in. Q, you'll definitely get in at this point. Give us a call on 646-668-8360. Let's go to San Diego with Patreon member, downtown Brittany Brown. What's going on, Brittany?
1: Hey! What's
3: up? Hey, Brittany.
2: I love, um. you know, a lot of people have their, their little... On air catchphrase, <laughs> you know, you got the Johnny Grasso, yo, you know, I, uh, I'm a hey you guys type of guy, but I, I really, <laughs> I, I do like maybe my favourite one is the Britney just prolonged,
1: hey! Hey! yeah,
2: get that on a t-shirt,
1: heck yeah.
2: So what's going on, Britney? You are our San Diego cons- casino on-the-spot reporter. Has there been any drama at the casino of which?
1: Yeah, there was like this like major power outage in my office today.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood f. Ass- so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash
1: switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, like I was sitting there at work 2.30 in the morning and like all the computers and everything just went blank. The lights were still on, thank God, but... For the rest of the day, I was just sitting there, just doing nothing, because there was this big power outage, and apparently it was a big deal because it's still going on right now. So,
2: what about the machines? Are they still working?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it was just in my office, because like we're doing a lot of construction in the casino right now, like up where my office is. Like there's these slot machines in that area, but they took them all down, put them back downstairs. It's a whole lot of fun stuff.
2: Now, now be honest. If the power was on in your office. How much more work would you have gotten done?
1: I mean, I would have just done more homework, but really, I wouldn't have done anything.
2: Quite a uh, quite a conscientious worker. Now, uh, what's on your mind in the world of world of Star Wars, Brittany?
1: So, two things. One about the Han Solo trailer. I think that they're going to show it. Right before The Last Jedi, I don't, I just think that's like an obvious thing. And I feel like we're kind of overthinking it. But you know, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. But mm. another thing is that I was listening to the Robo Report on your Patreon feed. It was a great episode. And it made me think, you know, Robbo was talking about the flaws of Star Wars or the flaws of Empire Strikes Back. So which movie do you think has the most flaws of all the Star Wars movies?
0: Ooh.
2: What what sort of flaws mean? Like actual story flaws?
1: Yeah, because that was kind of what Robbo was talking <sighs> about. He was talking about kind of like story flaws and you know, how, like, the ships weren't new or something. That was just Robo trying to throw something in, but I don't know.
2: Yeah, well, the reason why I asked him to do the Empire Strikes Back was it's so easy if you're an older Star Wars fan to find flaws in the films that you watch when you're older. Because, like, you know, when you watch, you know, the Empire or Star Wars or even Return of the Jedi when you're, you know, under 10 you sort of accept it all. And as you grow older, you don't sort of re-question it. However, when you watch, you know, a new film now, a- as an adult, you sort of... You- you're more prone to to nitpick things that, as a child, you're just like, yeah, I don't know, who cares? That sort of thing. But, yeah, I don't know which one has got the... um. The the ones that burn brightest for me at the moment are the, uh, the, the you know the second half of the Force Awakens. There's there's a few that that's a scene that scene with Phasma in that control room.
0: It just
2: it just needed a couple more takes. I I just don't understand how this these this, this ruthless evil leader of an they just have this casual conversation. It, it it's very. It's very mellow. She seems very free to do whatever she wants in that control room. It, it just, the tone of that conversation always struck me as weird.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. You know, it seemed like that, you know, thinking that Fassel was going to do something or try to fight back. She was just like, no, I'm good. You guys go. Like, that's what it seemed like. So that's why I'm kind of hesitant to see her in The Last Jedi because I don't know what kind of character she is now that it was so easy for her to, you know, take down the shields of Starkiller base. Like, I don't know.
2: Hmm. What about you, Kevin? What 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 what, what Which movie you think has the most flaws in it? whether or not Which you, movie you, has know, the, you has the most flaws in it or or maybe what's a what's a um a like a yeah. a bit of logic yeah. in a film that you have uh trouble tackling
3: oh, are we are we talking Star Wars or any movie
2: oh no yeah, Star yeah, Wars Star Wars <laughs> I, mean, I don't you know, I don't want you coming at me with your complaints about the emoji film all right okay <laughs>
3: Um you know, I, I I I I don't I don't know, honestly. I, I think I think structurally they they do okay. It's it's the dialogue where they tend to mess up and and if I'm based judging that then it would be uh it would be episode uh episode Two and three for the for the yeah. dialogue, but uh, but for, from a structural standpoint, I don't think there are too many flaws. At least not not plot wise. I mean, episode two tends to get a bit Obi Wan Pi for me. You know, mm-hmm. I, that, I felt like I was watching an, an episode of Magnum, um, and uh, it just seemed convenient. But uh, that he, how he was finding everything. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know honestly how I would answer that.
2: Yeah, I, I think sometimes when you try to like really go hard on the logic of the way stories plotted out, they movies never work because they're not real, and so. You know it's all sort of derived to have an exciting end and stuff so sometimes that's uh it it like it, it it's fun to do but it's almost like like, like it's impossible for not for, for most films not to fall into that just by the nature that it didn't happen but um what what do you think brittany what, what what's what's great in your uh your craw if that's a saying which it's not
1: I don't know you know thinking about that you know I love all the movies and it's hard for me to find like a bunch of flaws but it's like when I really look into it I definitely see Attack of the Clones as a main movie that has a bunch of those like minor flaws you know with the plot and definitely with the dialogue that's something that George Lucas really struggled with during the prequel era is the dialogue between characters and you know you go from you know Obi-Wan's dialogue to Anakin and Padme's dialogue which I won't really get into because (laughs) that's just another story but I don't know. I I definitely think that one. And I don't say the Phantom Menace. I feel like that one's a popular one, but that one's actually one of my most like favorite prequels. I feel like the story flowed fine. You know, I'm I'm a fan of Jar Jar, so I don't classify that as like a bad film or like a slow film or like, almost many flaws. But I don't know. Like all the films together, they have their little flaws, but I feel like we overlook them, not in a bad way, but we love them so much and like nothing can damage our love for star Wars.
2: Yeah. A lot of the time the flaws, like I love, I find, I find so endearing. And and the thing about, um, you know, when you think about the Anakin and Padme lines, like they're brutal. But then I think of the stuff that I probably said to my girlfriend when I was 16 or 17, (laughs) Probably way worse. <laughs> like it's probably some some poetry or, or or some dribble letter that you know, would would make Anakin Skywalker seem like the Fonz in comparison with uh, the cheesiness of, of the lines, you know what I mean? So I'm gonna, ca- I'm gonna cut that Anakin Skywalker sort of slack no matter how dodgy his sand comment was which again massive fan of the sand massive fan you know if you're gonna if you're gonna hit on Natalie Portman tell her she's better than sand how can you go wrong banging or like
1: feel like Um, Johnny Grasso and write her a poem
2: (laughs) yeah my advice for anyone is (laughs) to do the opposite of whatever Johnny Grasso would do would do Anything else going on there, Brittany?
1: No, um, I'm at school right now, so my class is start, about to start 7, so I'm listening to this before school. So thanks for entertaining me, as always.
2: Well, <coughs> thanks for calling in, Brittany. You're uh, pretty entertaining yourself. And uh, you can hear thanks. Brittany with our uh, buddy Emily wow. Lind on the CantoBite Dispatch podcast, where they dispatch bites. I assume. Is that what's going on there?
1: That's literally exactly what's going on. You nailed it right on the dot.
2: Thank you, Brittany. Thank you. All right. I'll talk to you soon, buddy.
1: All right. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye, Brittany. Now, um, Kevin, what, what is the film? I I will ask you, what is the non-Star Wars film that you find the most illogical?
3: Oh man. Uh, Probably, uh, was it Star Crash? <laughs>
2: What's Star Crash? That, that sounds like a, a film. It was like a
3: Star, it was a star Wars rip-off in, in 1976. I think it's Eddie Deason's first movie.
2: <laughs> Wait, it couldn't, it, couldn't have been, it couldn't have been a Star Wars rip-off if it was in 76. Maybe Star Wars. Well, no. It was, of well, it was it was made in
3: 1976, but it wasn't released
2: until 77 because they got oh
3: hey we can make more money off of this now.
2: So banging, banging, yeah. and and so what <laughs> happens in that that uh, uh what what what's uh where do they where do they go wrong?
3: Uh, it it it's just like one thing happens after another because they have to keep moving the plot along. It's like a guy finds an alien weapon. That was left in the desert and uh he starts playing with it and it slowly takes him over and uh, i don't it's it somewhere you have uh uh stop motion animation aliens trying to retrieve it it's it's weird
0: <laughs>
2: so with the tag and bink thing, that that was the the, the tweet was the first whisper you had of it. The, you had no little uh, any any little under the table nudges that this was going to go down.
3: No, in fact, I, I uh, very I don't I don't know how many people knew about it, I, uh, but uh, I know that even some of the. Uh, uh, even, even, um, uh, some people at Lucasfilm were, were like, well, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> was, I think Leland Chi, who's, who is the keeper of the Jedi holocron and one of the, uh, the, the story, uh, people at, uh, Star Wars tweeted that out where he, he said, I, I did not see that coming. So, uh, I, because of that, I'm I'm pretty sure you know it's not I don't I don't even and I'm speculating I have no knowledge of, of this but I, I I would imagine Tag and Bink are probably just you know uh, walk-ons you know in the uh, you know in the background I don't even think they have lines I, again I I could be wrong but as uh, uh I'll, I'll 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 take it as, either way.
2: Yeah, I, I imagined, you know, with with the crew playing the characters, it's going to be more of a, uh, you know, the the sort of the cameo Easter egg for for us watching rather than, you know, a, a featured character. But it must have, um, there must be a, a surge of interest with your back catalogue of, of of comics. Uh,
3: apparently so. Um, uh, I don't have any numbers, or, or I haven't. Checked with anybody at Marvel, but I think there's been a spike in people looking them up and reading reading the the comics within the last two weeks simply because of uh, of of the 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 media, which is which is nice. It's 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 nice that other people when other people
2: are introduced to your work. Yeah, that is awesome. Now let's go to another call and nine one zero, and I believe we've got John on the phone.
0: Uh, hello, hey there. Hey, yeah. John. How you doing? Uh, how are you guys?
2: Real good. Where are you calling from, buddy?
0: Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina.
2: <laughs> nice, nice. And uh, when do, when do you think this solo promotional campaign should begin?
0: Well, you know, it's interesting because uh, I. Definitely, don't think um, it should be before the last Jedi comes out. But I think the Super Bowl dropping the first trailer at the Super Bowl is almost too late because it comes out in May, or at least it's still supposed to come out in May, and that almost seems like it's too little time, you know, to start promotion. But I don't know. That's four months. Yeah, I mean, January twenty fifth you know, uh, to
3: February January twenty fifth, February twenty fifth. March 25th, April, that's
0: 5 actually. 5 months to May 25th. I don't know. I mean, it's almost you, a year. if you look at the first trailer for I mean, I feel like the first trailer for Last Jedi came out before that point, right? Or maybe well, it was, was, it, was a,
3: it was a teaser trailer and yeah, it came out like 10 months before. But also there wasn't there wasn't going to be any any other Star Wars for the next 12 months. So Right. That's, that's, I don't know. The like problem I said, is is that you the problem is you only have a. you only have a span of uh of uh of five months versus twelve months. Every other film has come out in December since Disney acquired it. This is the first one that will come out in May. Right. But every every other teaser trailer has dropped around around uh January, last week of January if I'm correct.
2: In my, in my assumption. Yeah. yeah. And, and I guess like the, the previous movies, how they've done it, it just doesn't apply because this is, you know, having this, this five month film, that's why, that's why I find it so fascinating because it's, I, I just, I, I'm just so interested with the strategy of, you know, do you promote what you've got to sell now as well as what you're going to sell later? Or do you focus on the now, now, now? Because, you know, Brittany said before that maybe we're overthinking it. But I think people at Disney with, you know, potentially $2 billion on the line with The Last Jedi, they're going to be doing a fair bit of overthinking themselves. Because if you promote too much that, like in December that you've got another film coming out in five months, that has to affect the amount of times that many people see the film. Like some people might just like whether it's a conscious decision or not, but when you know, you're going to have another film coming out in five months, you might not go to those. You might just go for the two screenings or the, or the one screening. And there's also, there's a the risk of cynicism of just like, oh, so there's another one in five months. Ugh. You know, which, which sometimes I, I think happens with, you know, superhero films. People are sort of, you know, like when a really good one comes out, sometimes I feel like I, ha- I really have to convince people it's, it's worth going to see because they are just, just burn out on the concept of them. But what's on your mind in the world of Star Wars tonight, John?
0: You know obviously thinking a lot about the tag and bink thing with um you know mark rubio being on and then with the recent announcement so i've been kind of revisiting that and thinking about that a lot um just like thinking about the future implications that maybe could have with like how much marvel's doing now with the comic books maybe we could see at least a one shoot off of uh you know the han solo movie in comic book form with tag and bink you know i think if they can make a one shot off of how CP C three po got his red arm in Force Awakens, you know. Maybe we could see a tag and bink special. Ooh
2: yeah. Is there any um any any future tag and binking that you can hint at, Kevin?
3: You know what, I don't know. That is that is completely up to uh, to Marvel and Lucasfilm. Although I can I can uh, at least uh, uh steal. are you are you near your Twitter uh, message? Uh yeah. Click, click on that. Yeah. Oh wow. What what is that for? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but don't <laughs> we'll just let the audience wonder.
2: <laughs> oh Kevin, you are very mean. <laughs> yeah. So
3: hopefully um, uh there are hopefully there are future ones.
2: Okay. John, what, what what sort of um, what what scenes or what occurrences in the Star Wars universe did, would you like Tag and Bink to have a uh, a unlikely say in?
0: Well, see, that's the weird thing because, like, you've already covered prequel and original trilogy, so I would think it would be in that Han Solo story that we don't know anything about. So it's you know, I don't I don't even know where. <laughs> Where it well, like I, I
3: can't—they—they they were alive during that, like, uh, obviously, because they are in the movie,
0: right? Um,
3: well, it's interesting because they should and, be uh, rebel they, officers, right? But they're yeah. in the imperial gear,
0: so. It's yeah. weird. Well,
3: they—they they have a—they have a tendency to find themselves, you know, uh, infiltrating uh, the the empire as spies, and also, uh, there have been people that have speculated that the two guys that were walking the corridor and then backed up and turned around in uh, in episode seven, uh, the Force Awakens. Were Tag and Bank?
0: Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I can't thought, confirm. I, just- I can't confirm that, but but, but that is speculation. Right, because I thought they died in the you know the when the Death Star blew up. But you know, I, the, you know, the- I well yeah and and and
3: I thought they did too, but I can tell <laughs> you as the the creator of Tag and Bank. I sometimes confuse a force ghost with a hollow transmission because they kind of look the same.
0: Oh yeah. Very true. <laughs>
3: so, you know, you never know.
2: Yeah. Hey, <laughs> if Darth Maul can come back, you know, tag and bink, yeah. they can come back too.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, I mean, you know, look at, look at Ben Kenobi sitting on the log, talking to Luke, uh, in, uh, in Return of the Jedi versus Ben Kenobi's holo transmission sitting on a chair in the Jedi council. They they kind of look the same. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah the, I, I, it's most telling when Hasbro brings out a hologram or a spirit of figure. It's, they're very similar. Very similar. Yeah. Anything else
0: on your mind, John? I don't think so. No, it's just... Great getting a chance to talk to you. This is my first time calling in and stuff, so it's great getting a chance to talk to both of you.
2: Nice. Well, um, thank you for uh, being a Patreon, and uh, don't be a stranger. Keep calling in. We enjoy it.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Cheers. Oh,
3: hey. uh, By the way, I I have to, I know there are some nerds out there listening and yelling at the podcast right now because I'm confusing Laser Blast 19... 78 With Star Crash. Star Crash starred David Hasselhoff, Christopher Plummer, and Caroline Muro. Laser Blast was the one with Eddie Deason. <laughs> so I've, I've, it, it, I've, I've been up for a while, so I'm, I'm getting my movies mixed up. But Star Crash was the Italian Star Wars. I recommend it highly. You can get it on Blu ray.
2: <laughs> now, you're burying the lead here. There was a Star Wars rip-off film starring David Hasselhoff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all about that. I'm. I am. I am watching this film. Amazing. I yeah. am. I'm. I'm, yeah. I'm by this news. Uh, yeah.
3: Uh, Star Crash, uh, directed by Luigi Cosi, uh starring um,
2: uh, uh, Marjo
3: uh, Gordner, uh Caroline. Uh,
2: Moonroe, Christopher Plummer, and David Hasselhoff. Ah, okay. oh, I'm in. <laughs> I am very excited about that. Um I, I just got an interesting tweet reply to my little survey on Twitter. And and I yeah. and, and just to let people know, we're now at forty two percent with people thinking January, thirty-eight percent thinking with the last Jedi's release. Yeah. Or which Spread out the excitement, you guys! But um, someone just tweeted me saying um, we're still pretending Solo isn't getting pushed back to December. Okay, now I—it's it, it, not going to happen. It's coming out in May. <laughs> the, the merch is getting made. There's—it's—it's there's, it's, it's so much more than a film. It's a—it uh, is a juggernaut. There is there is giant stores. <laughs> That are relying on, the, on on that merch being in stock in in April to sell you can 't just bump no, it back
3: you can, you, at this stage you could still bump it back
2: not, not the merch the way the like like a Walmart and, and a target and they they buy into all this product, like if you bump that back, then you've got to not only store the product but then there's a big gap in there's nothing to sell for two months. So I, I I would be beyond sh- – it would be the, – the, you know, they've they've had a tough time as it is. But the, the, the egg on the face of um, Lucasfilm and Disney to push it back at this point would be – I think they're just going to be all hands on deck. I, I actually should say I'm, I'm going to pop around there tomorrow and see what I can see. But I am um, – I'm about five minutes away from uh, ILM Vancouver. Which is um, exciting. If it,
3: you know, if it, if it if, if pushing it back makes a better film, but, you know. Oh, oh, woe Is you? You don't. Yeah. You know the 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 viewing the viewing viewing going audience. They have to wait another six months. You know, when I was a kid, I had to wait three <laughs> years for a Star Wars movie. Now yeah. I get one every year. Yeah,
2: that what that is, is I. <laughs> that that's my most and it's sort of ironic that my most, most mature aspect in my life is my patience for star Wars films, which is, um, I'm sure your wife
3: is very pleased. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: so we are, um, we've are we hit the 55-minute mark, so we will hit the Patreon supporter section. If you're listening live, keep listening because the show will continue. If you are on iTunes or listening on demand, we're about to leave you, but you can join us for all the bonus content, like uh, the Robbo Report that has been very controversial and uh, the bonus shows. But before we leave the wider audience, Kevin... Let the good people know where they can uh, find you online.
3: Uh, You can find me uh, online uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, at V-T-H-E, Kevin Rubio. Excellent.
2: And... You can find me at Steel Wars, and uh, we've got a, another caller to go to in the bonus section. So thank you to everyone in the chat room. Thank you to everyone listening, both live and on demand. And as we go into the Patreon bonus section, I will wish you that man. I'm going to spoil. I'm going to spoil episode eight. Luke Skywalker is
3: actually.
2: <laughs> oh my God! This is. <laughs> Pete Rubio's gone all Jason Ward on us in the bonus section. We'll see you there. There's no false fizzle. May that force be with you. All righty, we have got Skype caller online. Who are you and where are you calling from?
0: Hey, hey, it's Andy from Melbourne.
3: Hey, Andy, Andy from Melbourne. Campbell.
0: How you doing, buddy? That's the one. I'm good. How are you still? I'm really
2: good. How are you calling in, given that it's in the middle of the day on a Friday?
1: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra.